Oh, okay. <laughs> that's funny. Ha have fun <laughs> editing this one, Mark. Uh... <laughs> Every winter, your nice hosts take a break from new episodes of the program to work on a project together, serving up nice replays each week for you to enjoy while we're on hiatus. But this year, we're doing it a little differently. For this year's hiatus project, we're taking a card game prototype we created for an episode of Nice Game Jam, codenamed Robustin, and developing it into a full game. What's new is that we'll be recording our live weekly working sessions and posting them each week unedited to Patreon. It's hours of focused, productive discussion, or equally likely that it's hours of chaotic, fruitless bickering. <laughs> Either way, you'll learn something and have a good time. So if you want to be a fly on the wall as three game designers argue about which number is the right number and which number is just wrong, you'll need to become a patron of our program by joining patreon.com slash nicegamesclub and supporting the show at any level. As a patron, you'll also get our special 200th episode bonus segment and more. That's P-A-T-R-E-O-N, patreon.com slash nicegamesclub. Once you've done that, come back here and have a listen to this week's nice replay, An Architects, episode 179, originally published June 16th, 2020. I like this episode because of that perfect name I came up with, but also it's just a really fun nice games jam. Okay, so we haven't done one of these in a while. <laughs> it's been a long it feels, time, yeah. It feels like every time we do one, it's like, oh, we haven't done one of these in a while. And then, like, I don't know if that's ever true or not true. It just always feels <laughs> like that, you know? Yeah. I think it's because, like, they're kind of special treats for us. Um, they are. Like, we, uh, we talked about this before the show started. Like, there's not a lot of prep we have to do. Because the whole point is that we're, we're, we get uh, an, an idea sprung on us and we have to think quickly. Um, yeah. Right. And so what an idea it was. Podcaster's dream. <laughs> 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 uh, yeah it has i bet it, i think it has been a while though because you said the last i mean the last time that you did one a recording was beef in the before times oh right yes. right and when right? we say before times we talk about before ellen joined us as a permanent host um, right that's all we mean also right before now. the pandemic <laughs> that's that too um <laughs> yeah. yeah actually the last game jam episode we did was the last one we recorded in person um was the last episode yeah. we recorded in person. That's right. I think so. Yeah, mm -hmm. yeah, yeah. Um, because we released it after everybody was at home. I remember I, had, I put a special note in the show notes so people wouldn't be like afraid for us or angry at us. <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah. I do remember that. <laughs> yeah. Like, oh, no. But like a lot, there's, there was that two weeks of a lot of podcasts being like, okay, okay. I know I'm like yucking it up with Rob Lowe or whatever, but we did this interview months ago or whatever. So like mm -hmm. we, we had to do that too. Um, I'm not sure that listeners uh, didn't understand that, but, you know, um, but uh, you feel the need to, to clarify. But now we're back with another right. nice games jam. Um, yes. And one of the things we did last time, which was interesting, is we did one that was a, a purely a design document, right? It wasn't, right. A, it wasn't a game that you could play, which is sort of the theme that we've done for a lot of these jams. We sort of uh, uh, decided that, no, let's do something that's a design document so that it could be a full on digital game. It allowed us to be a little bit more ambitious. Um, and we figure now that we're recording remotely, um, you know, we've already proven that we can do this without a bunch of trinkets in front of us and handing around uh, tokens and stuff, which is what we thought we needed to make an episode mm -hmm. like this work. Um, but we do have other resources uh, at our disposal uh, uh, that Ellen has brought to us. Right, Ellen? Mm -hmm. We're going to use Mural, which is a virtual whiteboarding tool um, that's a lot of fun and really fast and... We just went through a five-minute tutorial on it, and I think we're ready to, to use it. Um, yeah. So we'll use it while we're, you know, creating an audio recording, and then we'll also take some GIFs or some some images of it uh, to share after, you know, with the show notes and everything. Yeah, yeah. So, um, yeah. So what, are the, what else do we need to talk about before we get into it? Um, first thing here I see on the notes 
is this is episode 179. Now, why is that number important? Yes. Uh, does anyone want to take a guess? <laughs> is it a Star Trek thing? <laughs> <laughs> it is! <laughs> it wow, Steven! Uh, we've, we've converted you! Uh, every time. Steven, Steven can see it coming now. That's right. Uh, for uh, fans of Star Trek The Next Generation, you may know that there were 178 episodes of that show. And um, one of the fun things that that show did when it, it, it did its 80th episode, which made it, gave it to be more episodes than the original series, is they made kind of a sly reference to, to it uh, in the episode. And so now that we have recorded more episodes than any Star Trek ever, um, I feel very accomplished. So um, <laughs> I don't know. I've, it's, it's also silly and embarrassing to be so happy about it, but it's very cool that we've done uh, this much content and it's uh, and hours and hours of it. And I, I do sometimes think like we have all this old, these old episodes, those ones we did in 2016 and the, the very first ones and the video episodes we did and the w- stuff we were trying and way back when. And I do hope that listeners who have joined us more recently, um, you know, uh, uh, peek back to some of those old ones because there's some gems in there. And yeah. uh, the nature of a podcast is ephemeral, right? It's a like, especially a weekly show. It's sort of the weekly update or whatever. But one of the things that I'm very proud of for Nice Games Club is that a lot of our content is pretty timeless. It's maybe not always uh, the best on the topic uh, that we're presenting, but yeah. it's uh, but it doesn't expire. Um, and I feel really good about mm-hmm. that. Um, even the ones where we talk about recent events, we try to uh, give it some context that we know will be valuable um, from here on. So anyway, milestone for us. A well, uh, number might not mean much <laughs> to you, but uh, but uh, for an old uh, Star Trek fan like me, uh, that number has special value. What's the saying? History doesn't repeat, but it rhymes. <laughs> so. Is that a saying? <laughs> yeah, I think so. I don't remember who said it. Someone will figure it out and we'll put it in the show notes. <laughs> Um, the other thing that this will be uh, uh, too late for you to act on this by the time, but I wanted to mention it now because it, in our in our calendar math, it's happening right now. Um, Itch uh, uh, put out a another one of those big bundles. We talked about this a while back when they did a GDC relief bundle that we submitted Widget Satchel to. Um, this one is for a, a far greater cause. It's the Itch uh, uh, Racial Justice uh, Bundle. And from where sitting, it launched yesterday. And it's already raised half a million dollars. Um, which is amazing hey real quick mark here from the future uh eight million dollars was the total the bundle just ended a couple hours ago from where i'm editing this episode incredible we'll have more details in the show notes but now back to me not knowing how successful this thing is actually going to get awesome yeah there are 750 games in there and that could be oh, yours. There's 750 that's right 700 <laughs> including like like, you know, big indie hits like <laughs> Night in the Woods, Minute, yeah. uh, Overland, uh, real like top tier indie games. And also a bunch of Minneapolis games are in there as well. So uh, we put Widget Satchel in there. We're very happy to to be part of that. Um, you can get uh, Verdant Skies. You can get Joggernauts. You can get Color Jumper. Bunch of uh, great devs. Games we've talked about on this show before. Um, so if you're uh, looking to get into some of those Minneapolis games we've been talking about, this is a real quick, easy way in. Um, and, but of course also just like heavy hitters of indie titles are in there, uh, something like a $3,400 value, um, uh, at full price for, for $5 or more. So like, yeah. uh, you know, um, of course it's past time now, the bundle will have ended by the time you hear this episode. Hopefully we'll have put the, um, mentioned in the show notes for episodes where it still can, but man, half a million dollars already. So I can only imagine when this episode comes out, how much it will have raised by then it's, 
it is so exciting. And I, you know, I can't imagine that having widget saturator, for example, is like moving the needle that much. I can't pretend, but I'm so proud of the uh, indie community and particularly um, the itch uh, for just mm-hmm. spinning this up in a couple of days and, mm-hmm. and, yeah. and then just saying, hey, anyone want to be part of this? And everybody wanting to be a part of this. Uh, so it's really cool to see a lot of that stuff in there. And the fact that people are are uh, going you know, crazy buying it. And you know, it reaches a type of consumer that wouldn't necessarily think to, to give $20 to a cause. Like, you know, um, we're all out there trying to make sure that like, if we got a little extra money hanging around, we give it to some place that matters. And someplace that can do, you know, some, and and we've all felt, in a way, obligated to contribute what we can if we can't uh, be out uh, in the streets or or be directly, you know, have a lot of power to lobby or or, or make change. You know, a lot of us have a little money, and so um, that's an effort we can do. But at the same time, it's nice to have something which is just like, hey, five dollars gets you thirty four hundred dollars worth of games, and then who cares how what motivates the person to give the five dollars or more. Um, and that unlocks another source of revenue for these causes. Um, and it's, I don't know, it's so exciting. I'm, I'm very pleased. It's beautiful. It. It's beautiful stuff. I'm glad that we were able to participate in that. Yeah. Yeah. It is it's an example of the internet at its finest. Like yeah. doing something fast, doing something big, bringing people together within a couple days to do something new. Um it's really cool to see the indie dev community uh, come together like that in such a big way. Yeah. Uh, I don't know if you know this or whether it's a really good topic for today, but do you know much or can you speak to how the funding is going from the bundle to causes? Oh, like the actual mechanism or do you mean the actual split uh, for those places? Uh, I guess the mechanism. I haven't, I mean, I haven't read on read the mechanics of the, the way that they're funneling funding to the causes they've chosen, but uh, might be worth just to. Um, I, I, I mean, what I know yeah. is that um, the um, uh, itch has pledged to it's it's not taking any of its own cut. Um, so the the um, the the fraction it takes uh, as a as a um, a distributor uh, from most sales, they're they're foregoing that. So as far as I know, outside of like um, uh, processing fees, um, which I'm not sure through Stripe or PayPal or however people. Uh, 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 do my, I, I pres- other than that, I believe 100% will be going um, to split uh, in 50-50 between the NAACP Legal Defense Education Fund and the Community Bail Fund. Um, uh, but I don't know what the mechanism is. It it probably, and this is, you know, for Itch, it's not Steam, right? So, like, it's kind of just the one guy who runs Itch, which is sort of incredible. So, it mm-hmm. as far as I know, we just trust that when all that money ends up in, in Itch's bank account, then they'll just uh, transfer it or write a check or something. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm not really sure what the mechanism is. I could. It's kind of an interesting topic for people who run things like this. Is like how to um, how to do it, but also how to like er, get the trust of people that you are going to do it. Right. Yeah. Right. Right. Uh, like, like. Yeah. Well, and if if they do it again, I mean, like the, that they're doing it now, and that it was so successful in just a, a day or so, is uh, perhaps. Um, portent of additional efforts on other things yeah um so it'd be interesting to learn a little bit more before um they run the next charity bundle yeah. with almost a thousand games in it this thing is unprecedented so but games. also there have been uh developers who've gathered together on itch because itch makes it very easy to do what they call a co-op bundle where you can get a bunch of different games all together and then somebody the person who creates the bundle can then uh decide where the money goes either split between the uh the developers or manually assigned or all mm-hmm. to one place. 
Um, we did a co-op bundle when COVID started, the Twin Cities Indie Dev Stay Stay Inside bundle, I think is what we called it. Mm-hmm. Uh, and that was that was pretty fun and, and, and uh, somewhat successful. Um, and it was really easy to set up on Itch. They have really good tools for it. But Itch itself is running this one. Um, but uh, other than this big, enormous one, there are other uh, like Black Lives Matters bundles that are available on Itch that, are, that have also been pretty successful. I think there's mm-hmm. one that has like 20 or, or 25 games. Um, and those are run by the developers, right? That's not Itch doing it. That's the developers doing that. Mm-hmm. And then they have, then the developers, then they get to curate their own sense, like where does that money go? Um, and so it's not just the community at large, but it's pockets of the community. Uh, individual actors in the community are all doing cool stuff uh, with the tools that yeah. are available to them. And Itch is such a great resource mm-hmm. for, you know, uh, we're, we're video games. Like there's kind of a limit to what we can do, right? In, in these times. But like the fact yeah. that everyone is straining to, to reach those limits is is really heartening. Mm-hmm. I agree. Uh, should we get started making games? I, we put it off Probably. long enough. <laughs> <laughs> so this one's interesting in that uh, my brother, Charles McGregor, uh, he's given us a prompt this time. Mm-hmm. Uh, so our prompt is make a 2D fighter with no combat. Yeah, no. Th- <laughs> let's, this is hard. Let's, okay, th- this isn't just me putting off starting the jam longer uh-huh. well, maybe it is but let, we it's can, a let's bit. hear the story of how you got you dragged this prompt out of charles sure okay <laughs> i um well, well me and charles have been on a show before or together on the, the show before and uh-huh. uh, we are notorious for our the way we talk to one another which is basically just arguing um, and so uh, I, I asked charles if he wanted to send us a prompt for the thing and he was like okay and but what he thought us a prompt was like a global game jam prompt. So like transmission or waves or whatever other prompts were. Right. He wanted so to give us a theme. A theme. Which, you know, it's yeah. not yeah, his he wanted fault. To give us- uh, like, that's what you would think. It, I mean, if yeah. it, it, we can't blame him for never, ever listening to an episode of his brother's podcast. Right. Right. Yeah. All <laughs> hundred and not any of the 179 of them that are out. Yeah. Right. <laughs> <laughs> but um, so the first thing he gave me was multiple prompts, which uh, listeners of the show know that that's not a very descriptive um, prompt that we normally get. So I was like, uh, can you give us a little bit more detail than that? Then the, the next prompt he gave us was two perspectives, which is like, that doesn't mean anything either. <laughs> so, so then I argued with him back and forth. And then I was like, no, we normally get like a concept or something like a sentence, not yep. like a theme in the global game jam. And then his example was like, like make a 2D fighter with no combat. And then I was like, yeah, like that. And then I asked him if that was the prompt. And he's like, uh, yeah, let's go with that. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, That's like, no. <laughs> like the prompt we've gotten from our boyfriend, Dylan, in the past, um, mm-hmm. they, ha- they have some of them have a lot of man. They're all I've loved every one of them. But some of them are just like, oh, my God, I don't want to do that. <laughs> yeah. And we, so this, I think, at least for me, uh, this falls into I do not want to do this. But that also that means it's probably the best it could be. So kudos to Charles for uh, eventually. Uh-huh. <laughs> <laughs> giving us something to challenge us. Getting to the, get um, the point, yeah. And uh, Steven, you're going to have to fight all of your standard uh, fighting game design instincts because there's a particular quirk to this, which is with no combat. Well, it's actually... Oh, what does that mean specifically, though? Because right, I have right. actually been thinking about this for a long time. Actually, like, I've always wanted to make a fighting game that was an arc where you, like, argue or debate with somebody else mm-hmm. instead mm-hmm. of punch them. Right. Um, But, like... Arguably, you can combat with your voice. Uh huh. One could think. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Know. What? What is it? Does Does fight and combat make this a mute, mutually like? Does it Does it just make a two D like? Is that what? Is that we're, we're like eliminating <laughs> like the, the common denominator? I don't think so. 
so I'm I'm actually I'm really glad that Stephen's here to, with this prompt because I like that whole idea. What does a fighter game feel like? Mm-hmm. I think is the thing we have to capture, but we have to do it in a way that isn't like physically violent and the thing that immediately came to mind when i was thinking about this prompt was that card game war oh okay yeah. so the name is war yeah. but you guys ever played that one where it's like i mean play got is like a two or three. Of a strong word for what you do with that but <laughs> but like it's that feeling of go 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 yeah, go yeah and you're head to head with something or other people and it's like fast and it's the the loops are resolved really really quickly um and while there might be like higher I don't think there's actually any higher level strategy to war <laughs> the card game, no. but like there might be, there's like, there's like higher level meta for a lot of fight for a lot of fighting right. games. Yeah, Correct me yeah. if I'm, yeah. Okay. Um, this is where I'm talking about things that I don't really know, but I know Steven knows it. I so. do know it. Well, okay. So um, the way I've always yeah. thought of fighting games is it's really like a conversation. And that's why mm. I've been thinking of them in this way. Because, like, I, I feel like you're kind of, like, communi- you're trying to understand what the other person is doing and then beat them at their own thing. What I love about this as a metaphor, Stephen, is that it perfectly mirrors the way you talk to your brother. Like, <laughs> it's like, oh, yeah, yeah, it's a conversation. You know how when you're always debating and arguing and want to tear them down and defeat them? Just like a conversation. Yeah. It's the same thing. <laughs> <laughs> that's really great. Yeah, that is accurate to how I talk to Um So... So, but the, like, um, if you think of it in that way, like you can, like, if we kind of have the idea where like, you need to try to outthink your opponent in a real time sense, mm-hmm. then like you can make something that is like a 2D fighter. Without, That's something like, we, actually we want to up. latch onto is one of the things about a fighting game is that it's real time. Yes. And so we will, let's, so that's the hook you want to hold on to. Right. Yeah. We can't okay, make I this- like that. Yeah, 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 yeah. I think we mm-hmm, need to do that. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm going to add it to our mural yay. board. <laughs> okay. So. Oh, that's, I'm way zoomed out. That's a tiny, tiny sticky note. Okay. <laughs> I promise I won't spend most of this podcast talking about things I'm seeing on mural. You, you should all no, see that Ellen's boring. <laughs> light up when she talks about organizational tools. <laughs> yeah. It's a beautiful thing. Ooh, right? it's, an, it's an infectious joy. Like, it, you, it's so valuable to, <laughs> to like, oh man, post-it notes, Yes. <laughs> <laughs> I, when we were working on widget satchel together i would beg to be able to move the cards from one yeah. column to the next yeah. <laughs> <sighs> great. okay you guys thought you were nerds <laughs> um okay real time yes okay yeah so it, yeah that's one thing we should do um uh, i think uh, a lot of fighting games are dynamic and like feel impactful so like it should be flashy. I think that's yeah. a large part of it. That's not a weird that's a weird thing to put in your design. Well, it's not a weird thing to put in your design. Well, it's like a, it's a design yeah. pillar. It's we want well, yeah. uh, visual feedback is is, is yes. a key, right? Cuz that's another thing about yep. fighting games that matters. Um, yeah. And audio. Like I think it's audio is going to be really important too. Mhm. Very true. Um but like if you're not doing combat per se, you don't have to you don't have to be concerned with like hitboxes or hurtboxes or anything like that. Right, right. We're not going to just make it a fighting game with it with it that looks different, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, <sighs> so yeah, yeah. It'll so. pl- it'll end up playing different too as a result. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I guess like principally, I think it needs to be some. Uh, there's a term in fighting games called Yomi. I think it's 
I don't know where that comes from, but uh, it's basically just like you have an understanding of what your opponent is going to do, and then you uh, try to counteract that. Um, think thinking what your opponent is going to do. So the game. Um, so I think the game should reward you for guessing what was what's going to happen. Yes. Yeah. With for for educated guessing. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Right. Because right, like right. if it's just rock paper scissors where everyone is guessing, that's not an interesting game. Well, I will say right. as whenever mm-hmm. I play a fighting game, sometimes I'm just guessing and sometimes oh, I yeah. win. No, no, that's <laughs> that's actually part of it too. Like taking those risks and stuff. Yeah. Um. But like, uh, I, I when you get into like when you play it for enough time, like it's not very fun to just like guess all the time. And right. then sometimes you win. It, there should be some. So we want to we want logic to it. We want to make a thing that has never been made, which is a fighting game that does not reward button mashing. <laughs> uh, <laughs> yeah, I guess maybe. <laughs> That's not the prompt, Mark. <laughs> <laughs> but maybe um, we could finally crack it. Like, <laughs> <laughs> it's hard. Uh, we talk about like. It, it's like you're talking about evaluating your opponent's style um, yeah. and reacting accordingly. Yeah. I used to spar um, mm-hmm. in Taekwondo, which was a lot of fun. Ooh. And I remember very clearly like one match that I had against this person who was even because I used to just come out like kicking when the match started. <laughs> and like then it. this one person was like kicking like way even faster than I was. So I had to change my entire like approach to the match um, because she was so aggressive and I think she was used to using that to intimidate. Yeah. And so I just backed away and just let her frustrate herself until I won. Yes. Cool. Nice. Oh, that's beautiful. But like that, that kind of thing is what you're talking about. That's yeah. Cool. And then you had to, you had to kind of do that on the fly. So maybe that's, that lesson is we want to make a game where you can't settle into a style. It's, it, you have to, your strategy has to be reacted. Mm-hmm. I mean, if one on one, then that means someone's going to be reacting to something else. But like, yeah, maybe that's what we want to encourage that. So, um, yeah, okay. This all of this, all of this is a, actually not a bad just start for any fighting game in terms of what right. we want to focus on. But yeah. uh, mm-hmm. it's good to have this so that when we start actually putting together these whatever unusual mechanics we come up with, we can look back to this see if it fits these themes. Yeah, exactly. Um, okay, cool. That, I think that's a good set of pillars to go for. Mm-hmm. Um, okay, but how do we approach it? Like, what what are you doing if you're not fighting? Yeah, this what is a case doing? where, um, and this might this might lean into the way I like to design, which is to have the sort of narrative theme and world uh, build that at the same time as you build the mechanics. But I know mm-hmm. that's not always the most successful way to design a game. But I feel really motivated to do that here. Yeah, yeah, I think that's a good direction. Okay. Um, but yeah, so like, what are you? What are you? If you're not punching people, how are you? <laughs> what else is there? Inner, yeah. <laughs> What else is so, there to like? <laughs> <laughs> How am I supposed to have fun if I'm not hitting digital dudes? Right. <laughs> um, so yeah, ultimately, it needs to. Be, we need to. Um, in order to be a fighting game, it, like yeah, the, the. I mean, mechanically, it does not require this, but in order to be called a fighting game, it does need to be. You do need to defeat somebody. So, like, I'm yes. thinking, like, oh, would it be interesting? Like, oh, two librarians see who can uh, organize their bookshelves faster or whatever. But and, mm, and like that's a race. But like that's a that's a race. It's a little <laughs> different, right? You want you you don't right. just you don't just win. The other player has to lose. Yes. Right? That, um, and they have to lose by your doing, not right. just like them not being as fast as you, but like yeah. you literally defeating them at something. I'm I'm just imagining uh, uh, tall bookshelves in a library. I don't know why that came to me. <laughs> um, but yeah, like I said, I don't know if that's the right theme. 
Well, like, the way I had been thinking of this in the past is debating. So it could be, like, in the courtroom. Like, you Uh have to anticipate your opponent's arguments or something. Right. And then find evidence supporting your arguments while tearing down their arguments. Okay. This reminds me of a... one uh, in the immersion program mm-hmm. through Glitch, when I went through it, um, made friends with a, a guy who we talked a little bit about afterwards, like creating a game around code switching. And he brought up the game series Danganronpa. Oh, you yeah. You heard of that before? I have. He, he, ta- he talked about that game. I never ended up, I downloaded it, but like lots of games I downloaded, I haven't played it yet. Mm-hmm. Uh, and um, he talked about it in a lot of the same ways that like it was verbal, but it was reactive and you had to like remember the context of what was happening and like dig through what people were saying. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know if that's really helpful. That, I right mean, that, that could work. Yeah, because like when you you can use that information to better understand what your opponent is trying to do and then beat them at it. Maybe it's like what if you're what if you're like competing Okay, so what if you're like competing to complete some building or some puzzle or something or a picture mm-hmm. or something? And like, mm-hmm. but like you can't see what your opponent is creating. Um, like maybe they have an option to pick from four different options or something. And mm-hmm. like in any, at any, at any point, maybe not at any point, I'm not exactly sure, but like you as your opponent, you as the opponent can guess what your opponent is trying to create and then if you guess it then they have to like start a new drawing over from a new set of oh that's interesting yeah a new set of a new list of drawings uh, i i don't know exactly how that all like forms together it feels a little weird it feels a little middle mini gamey versus like gamey but like yeah i don't yeah. know I mean, that's, that's okay though yeah um, so okay so um i think what what i like in that thematically and this probably isn't mm-hmm. going to speak to the design elements you're proposing but i like the idea of like two professionals yeah. like like uh, like you know uh almost white collar in a way like architects or um or uh, researchers or something like mm-hmm. uh, uh submitting a paper to to a journal or or yeah or like building working on the same building but maybe having influence over its ultimate form sure um, and so because the thing about a fighting game is that it's it's not like uh, it's over in five minutes. It's it's yeah. over once somebody wins. And so it could take forever. Yeah. So exactly. uh, because you lose ground and gain ground, like despite the mm-hmm. fact that, like you have a hit point counter that goes down and down and down. Um, right. It does feel like the, the 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 current value is who has the most hit points. Right. So that goes back and forth. Um, yeah. So something where, yeah, like Sim Tower or whatever. But it's competitive, and mm-hmm. um, that that could work. Yeah, that's yeah. Cool. Like I said, it doesn't speak to the mechanics uh, elements that you're raising, but um, but I mean thematically, that's interesting. Yeah, so like yeah. Let's let's say that these are you're a couple of architects designing the next greatest tower. Yeah. Um, and you, but like you're competing to see who has the most influence, and so like if you get if you design this part of the tower before your opponent designs it, then like that gets to be your drawing and you get to take credit for that part of it. Yeah. 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 Maybe. And like, maybe like the, the thing goes off and maybe like they're like rounds, I guess. And like the, uh, each round, like you're trying to draw a particular part of the building. Oh, each round is a floor. 
right? Like, oh, we don't yeah. make this realistic, right? Like each floor yeah. is is the is the round, and then like it's a five story building, or whatever. And then like yeah. in tournament play, it's a twenty story building or whatever. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's kind of cool. Um, okay, but like, how do you how how exactly do you compete against? another architect in this way because like the way i was thinking of it is like you are trying to draw something one you're one person trying to draw one thing another person trying to draw another thing but if you can guess what your opponent is drawing they have to draw something else which the rock like, paper works, scissors feel, part right like yeah kind of, yeah with some form of rock paper scissors aspect i don't know how that exactly works I feel like if maybe, and this is where, like, in fighting games, you also often have, like, a ton of different characters that have a ton of different abilities, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, you're, you're an architect, and um, you're really good at doing, like, okay, I'm not an architect, but, and that's going to become apparent right now. <laughs> you're really good at bathrooms. Like, you're great at bathrooms. You can, sure, yeah. your bathroom would go in really quick, you know how to dry, and your your bathroom is extra powered. And But your opponent chose a character who's, like, really good at lounges. Mm-hmm. And right. um, they they have like fewer architectural energy points, so they can't make as many lounges. But if they're able to get a lounge in that space, it's going to give them more points or something for that, like for that level. Oh, you know what I love? Um, you know what? The way we can do this is um, I don't have a fully formed, but like you have a space that both players yeah. can do things to add walls yeah. or 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 do features. And maybe it's abstracted a little bit, so it's not like add a bathroom, but like. And yeah. then ultimately, then the game judges what it is. Oh, sure. Right? So, like, I want, of if I want to make drawn. a lounge, then I want to have as few walls as possible, interior walls, right? Yeah. And I want to have as many couches and houseplants as I can fit in there. Um, yeah. That's how lounges work, right? And <laughs> <laughs> But if I want storage space or something, then I want uh, as many, like, smaller rooms and or something and so then you and then once the level is over by some measure like either you have this many action points or 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 it's timed or or something then the game is like this is a something like based on what you've done together right okay but where does the competition come in to play with that well because each each player has a different goal right like i want to be allowed yes but you want it to be a series of cubicles and then we we each start attacking the, the space with our architectural yeah. details and then sure. once okay. it's done uh, and maybe there are moves to like knock down a wall that someone puts up or something or something um, yeah or you like, have some destructive moves you have some constructive moves or like you have to uh, think about a budget report mm-hmm. that precludes somebody else's idea so that they yeah. can't they don't have the resources to build it anymore or whatever yeah and then the right. game ultimately <laughs> is like okay uh time's up or whatever a uh, client moves in and it's like, oh, this is a, I guess this is a lounge. Like, like, yeah, there's a toilet, a toilet over there, but overall it's a lounge. And then that's, the, that's a win for the the player who wanted it to be a lounge. It's tug of rope. It's like a, it's tugging on a rope, basically. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. I like, I really like the idea. I think, um, yeah, that's pretty wild. <laughs> and you're going to end up with some really weird looking room. And isn't that okay. kind of what we want yeah. is to like, it's, it's yeah. uh, not a perfect simulation, but about the feeling, right? So it's right. going to be yeah. Oh, yeah, totally. Yeah. yeah, it's going to be weird. Yeah, I like that idea. I, I, um, I, I censor hesitation. Okay, so like, I know. I know. I feel like I feel like I sort of share that like this isn't this doesn't quite hang together as much as it might sound like it does. No. Well, it, that's the yeah, it's like I'm wondering, like, OK, so like how much information does each opponent have about each other? Yeah. And things like that, like would um, 
because this could make would for a you, good strategy game, like a turn yeah. thing. But that's not what we're making. So, right. Yeah. So, like, yeah. Um, like, so for example, like, would each player know about the prompts that the other person have? Like, if if I'm competing against you, Mark, do I know you want to build a lounge, and do you know I want to build a cubicle? I would assume no. Right. That's a right. really good question because, and then how do you? How does the player decide what they want? Right. Do they, yeah. do they for themselves decide or is it because the character, like they picked Corbusier. So that means they want big, vast spaces, high ceilings and lots of concrete or, yeah. you know what I mean? <laughs> like, yeah, um, actually that's an interesting idea though. Like what if the architect you pick gets points based off of the design philosophies or whatever that, that architect style is yeah. known for. Like, yeah, they don't have yeah. to be real architects, but like, but then does that um, limit maybe- the player's options? Right. No, not necessarily. As long as they can still get points for any action, okay, they should still be able to. Even if like the points are different for each, like maybe you get more points if you build a bathroom than I get points for it or something. Yeah. But like, um, I can I can still like though I know that, and so I can like I can try to squeeze you out of building bathrooms. Um, I don't know why we're talking about bathrooms. Because uh, <laughs> like, I brought it up as an example. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> it's a crappy like, example. It. <laughs> Ah, fun. I am raising right. the quality level of this podcast. <laughs> okay. <laughs> but like, okay. But like, if you know that I know, uh, yeah, if, if you as, if you as a person who wants to build bathrooms know that you're trying to stop me from building bathrooms, you could go for some other goal that is like less minor, but maybe like your opponent is like actually helping you build towards that goal. That's a weird. Oh, I see what you mean. Like something that could punish a player for, for guessing wrong. Right. Yeah. That, that's, so, that's, okay. Yeah. That's mm-hmm. pivotal to a fighting game. So, like, if I know you want to build bathrooms, mm-hmm. I'm going to do things to limit the plumbing access in the building. But, haha, yes. you instead uh, are just making an amazing, a giant bathroom that gets you all the bathroom points, and you only need one line or something. Or, or you're, or you're going for another score that like makes you get like maybe one of your uh, additional goals is like have as many walls as possible. Yeah. Um, and so like by your opponent trying to block you off from making bathrooms, your opponent is still giving you a bunch of walls. So you still get more points than your opponent Oh, okay. because like okay. they outplayed themselves, you know? Yeah. 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 No, I, I really love that. I think, I think yeah. the, tr- the challenge is like, I, we may just have to assume that we can build that. Cause I don't know that we can game out like the specific mechanics of that. Oh yeah. It, it's going to be too complicated to figure that out in an hour long podcast. Yeah. No, I don't, I don't mean that we ever thought we were going to have the full list of actions available, but I think we, oh, yeah. we might have to keep it a little in the air yeah. because, because, because I think going further requires probably prototyping. Um, yes. Um, okay. So I have some ideas on interface, but I want, before I talk about them, I want to just verify this mm-hmm. is the digital game. I assume. Yeah. I think yeah. so. Because trying to build yeah. this well, on ta- pro- a tabletop would be crazy. Fighter, right. Mm-hmm. Um, we, you know, we, yeah. we've ignored uh, elements of the prompt before, but this prompt is so thin on details that, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that uh, that's that sort of uh, means probably that yeah, it's a. I mean, it could be a board game, but like a fighting game needs to be real time, and so yeah, right. And it's going to be hard to. I I mean, there are actually some board games that are based off of fighting games, but yeah. like it's we don't need to do that. That's a different thing anyway. Right, right, right. Um, so yeah, I, I, I yeah, I'm thinking of this digitally. I'm thinking of this in real time. So like in real time, you're like drawing out walls or planning out the plumbing, right? Or the it's, electrical. Uh, uh, this goes to theme again, but instead of <clears throat> building in real time, it's the it's mm-hmm. the sketching in real time, right? You're doing the blueprints, yes. and then once yeah. once it's done, then that gets built, right? Right. Uh, I'm not sure how much different that is, but then it gives us more metaphors 
for like revisions and stuff that don't require uh, wrecking balls, I guess. Yes. Um, so can I um, can I ask a broader question here? Because um, like the the interface that I'm starting to imagine is a little bit like Hearthstone, actually. Okay. Where maybe it's not drawing, but it, like you have cards that are actions and things you can place down and objects. And I can go into a little more detail of how I'm thinking of that now, but I want to just ask that question, like, does it need to be drawing or could it be something like you have a card deck full of options, a digital card deck, and then like when you place them down on the board, it becomes the thing that you were intending to draw. I like that. That makes it sound more like a turn-based thing, though. An inventory of moves, perhaps, is a way to describe it. Instead of having to like, I'm going to draw a wall uh, from this corner to this corner. Instead, you just play the create wall move. Or something. Sure. Okay. I think that yeah. speaks a little to the cards, but but maybe in more of a real time. I mean, yeah. arguably, like each action you do can have like a certain amount of time it takes to draw it or whatever. Yes. Um, yes. That's and then so like that. when you, you, it's not turn based in that like you can play cards whenever, but once you play a card, there's like a cooldown. Yeah. Right? Yeah. Yeah. But yeah, you're talking about the interface, Ellen, and I think there's nothing. I'm not a big fan of digital card games, but mm-hmm. that does seem like a way that we could make it work right yeah so let me let me lay it out a little bit more visually um okay. and i'm not going to use mural because i i recognize we're in a podcast so i gotta be descriptive um anyway okay so like you've got let, let's say that you've got your two players mm-hmm. yeah. and you've got your hands on the sides of the screen um and on, in the middle of the screen is the floor like either right. it's a top down or kind of like an isometric view of the floor yeah, yeah. and when you draw a card like and you bring it over the grid of the floor, it's gonna highlight how much space it takes up or something like that by highlighting grid spaces on the floor. And you drop it, and then that thing becomes like 3D or two, you know, it becomes realized. It's no longer a card, it's a part of the room. Yeah. And uh, so here here's an interesting thing. If you hide the goals, so like I don't know that Steven's making a lounge. All I know is I have like my challenge is to make a bathroom. The goals are hidden, but the the hands are visible. Mm. Yeah, yeah. And then, like, you can only have, like, four or five cards in your hand, and your opponent can see everything that's in your hand. But then you also have, like, a deck of digital cards at the bottom that you can continually draw from as fast as you can play. Mm-hmm. Okay. You know, and that that's, like, as soon as that card deck is gone, then the round is over. Right. What it, um, oh. So I like the idea of the overhead view, right? And you have the, it's mm-hmm. the two sides of a board, right, or of a table. Yeah. And then yeah. And you have the blueprint in the middle. And I and yeah, you can uh, each player at any time can choose a zone on in the area like this section or this section. And you sort of the other player can see where you're highlighting or where you're waving your hand over or something. And then you choose your action. But I I almost want to uh, limit the actions you can do. So it's um, like a wall or a an object or a, a, a piece of infrastructure like. Um, like a phone line or an Ethernet line or, mm-hmm. or or plumbing, and and so there's very and then by virtue of a wall here, a wall here, a drain here, and a pipe here, it's a bathroom, right? And so, okay. but if it's a wall here, a wall here, and I don't add a certain thing, then it's a break room, right? Yeah. And so, um, so so rather than a de- like a deck of cards with lots of options. Or a limited amount of options, depending on what's in your hand. Because that is much more just straight-up card game, then, even yeah. if it's real-time. What if it's that you can always do, like, four or five things? And then they're just mapped to buttons or something. 
Um, right. Or that, in fighting game style, like a... they're mapped to, you know, quarter circle or whatever. <laughs> um. <laughs> yeah, I was going to say that sounds a lot more like a fighting game. Yeah. <clears throat> I really want so a X, person, an architect special wall, to be like. Quarter circle yeah. X is a curved wall or something. Yeah. Oh, <laughs> that's kind of interesting. Okay. I mean, that's kind of cool. I really want like if there were specials like a super meter or something, mm-hmm. I really want someone special to be like, uh, we budgeted out this much for walls, so you can't do any more walls or something. <laughs> I like that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And you, yeah. you share the budget, right? Uh-huh. Like, so, so maybe part yeah. of the strategy is to uh, deplete the drywall budget so that the person can't make all the closets. But, yeah. but at, in order to do that, you have to build a bunch of hallways you don't want or something. Yeah. You know? <laughs> oh, man. Yeah. Yeah. It, uh, I, I, really, I still really like the idea of like each character, each architect having their own design goals. Yeah. That gives them the different points. Cause like mm-hmm. I think like that also kind of speaks to like, I guess like as a if you were wanted to be a famous architect or something, you would want your designs to be particularly notable, and so like you would have particular goals in mind and things that you are skilled at that you'd want other people to see in your designs. Yeah. Um. And so like as an architect, I'm like, oh, I'm the best at making uh, cubicles. Uh, so good at cubes. <laughs> so good at cubes. Um, I want everybody to know how good I am at cubes, but I don't want this other person to feel as notable. So I'm going to make sure that this place has more cubicles than other things. Yeah, or something like that. You know, like it feels like you're like competing more for fame. Um, in that way, right? You're leaving your mark on the building, right? Exactly. <laughs> yes. And so mm-hmm. it's it's almost it leans into a little bit the the view of an architect as a sort of a selfish operator. Like not yeah. in, not interested in the lives of the people who uh, c- are in the building, but more about <laughs> like putting their stamp on it as an artist. That's mm-hmm. maybe not. A, I don't necessarily subscribe to that view of architecture, but yeah. it's funny. Like, yeah, <laughs> <laughs> I like. Yeah, I like that aspect of it. And also, like, as your opponent, you can still you can see what your opponent is trying to do and like and anticipate you, that. And you and learn. To... And you're like, oh, I see what they're going for. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. exactly. And you're like, oh, right. you know what? Actually, my goal isn't that much different. So if I do this little thing, they'll think I'm working in their favor, but I'm actually mm-hmm. messing up their. Yeah. And so that's more of that, that, um, that Yomi that you're describing, right? Yeah, exactly. That's okay. exactly. Yeah. And it could be just you know, chaotic, right? It's just like, yeah. here's the plan. And then you just start adding crap. And then once mm-hmm. there's no, once you're all, once, once you both run out of the budget, then it's done. And then you're scored. Yeah. And so rather than a ton of, and so it's just a matter of like, you can so you can kind of button mash, right? You can just mm-hmm. put stuff wherever and hope for the best. Yeah, but you're a, you'd be a better uh, player if you can observe what the other one is doing. Yes, it'd be, be, you can be more strategic. I I just pictured the same kind of overhead view, um, or that like the isometric view. But now I have a little like there's a little architect that you choose that's running around and doing these things. So <laughs> oh. one of the other things you could like that's tr- that's tricky is you got to if you're gonna do something to mess with your other with your opponent, you got to move your little guy over there really fast. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Right, so oh, it's oh. easier to stick in your corner or something. Um, that's a little RTS, so, actually, in in, a, in its strategy, right? It's like, yeah. do I hole up in my corner or do I be aggressive in terms of the territory? Um, yeah, yeah, I, I, I think that's kind of interesting, though, Ellen, because, like, what if, it, yeah, like, the wall you place down literally blocks your, or slows down your opponent from getting to the side of the space? Yeah. It is like mm-hmm. an RTS, like you're describing, Mark. I mean, like, because you've built this wall and slowed down your opponent, you can finish 
this room and you've ended up made it the bathroom that you really wanted or something like yeah. that. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So in this I case, the metaphor is mm-hmm. less the blueprint and more the on-site construction. But we're imagining yeah. just a fantasy there where the, the architect goes in and places things. Yeah. Which like I'm okay with it not being with being even less realistic. <laughs> like mm-hmm. um but I like the idea yeah, that's yeah, good point. Of, of the 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 mechanisms, I think what you're getting at, Ellen, is the mechanisms by which you can thwart the other player. Yeah. Rather than just take up space they were going to use, which is maybe a little right. Yeah. Oh. It does it does change the visualization a lot though. If you're thinking about it, is are you are you like two architects standing over a table with, you know, blueprints on the table and red pens and erasers and so on and so forth? Yeah. Or are you actually like building the room? And I, I think picking picking one of those metaphors is probably important and i it's cool either way yeah it is i I, like i lean towards the drafting table approach because i think it's so it's so rich to be like it's not that you're necessarily you're okay so you're um you know you're two architects in different styles one of you is a postmodernist. i shudder to think and the other one of you is (laughs) is a classicist and wants greek columns everywhere and you're you're partners at this architecture firm (laughs) so you're just working on the project together yeah. So like, but because you're like the brothers McGregor, you can't help but fight. And even though you're ostensibly working together, and so that's the, the so that's the reason why th- why this would happen. Because you wouldn't have a client hiring two arch. I mean, I suppose that's all. That's a that's a, uh, a could be a comment on the sort of Bake Off culture of of like uh, of um, of uh, hiring uh, artistic work. But yeah, um, that's that's an option. But I like the idea of like. <laughs> These two, they just, it's a sitcom premise, right? It's, uh-huh. they just, they share an office and they, ha- and they just, they both got this, you know, they, they, they've been in their corners working on their own buildings. And then that one client came in and the project was too big. So they've got to work together. And, <laughs> yeah. Or, or they'll both lose the, the, the lease or whatever on the, on this uh-huh. on the office they've shared. And so, <laughs> so now they're fighting over what to do and they don't know it, but the client's going to hate anything because it's a nonsense. But then that's the yeah. framework by which the battle takes place. Yes, I like that a lot. I've laid it all out. Like, I don't know if you guys like it, but no, I, I like that a lot. I, I, the, I've been thinking of the title for this game for a bit, and I think we could call it like "An Architects" or something like "An Architects." Uh. <laughs> uh, I, that's that's good, Stephen. I love that mix. That's Sweet. Uh, um. Yeah, okay. Uh, this this it sounds like a good framework for stuff. Should we like lay it out more as a document now? We've got a yeah, lot of ideas. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I do want to note though that like uh uh we uh Ellen, we are turning away from the idea you just had, which is the more um the, the RTS sort of elements. And you're you're cool yeah. with, with, with kind of leaving that a little bit behind or Well for sure, yeah. And okay. I think the I think the drafting table feels a little bit more like a fighting game because yeah. like you're these two up-and-coming architects and you've got to get your ideas on paper so you can be recognized but turns out there's only like one piece of drafting paper left in the entire building gosh what are you gonna do <laughs> yeah did budget for more, more than one piece of drafting paper you're, you're down on your luck architects right <laughs> <laughs> i don't even know arch- do architects use paper anymore <laughs> like well um, it's silly uh, it doesn't matter what's my name yeah. crumples up paper and that's how he designs buildings um, you know what I'm talking about? <laughs> yeah. No, I don't. But we, well, I want to find that. Look, is that Frank Gary? Yeah. Like- <laughs> <laughs>
Hey, so normally we take this time in the middle of the show to ask you to do something for us, like leave a review or give us that precious, precious feedback that Stephen loves so much or whatever. <laughs> um, but instead, uh, we're going to take this time to ask you to do something uh, in relation to the current moment. And that means uh, donating to causes for racial justice and, you know, spreading the word on uh, efforts that are being made right now. And we're going to try to think about doing that in a way that is both um, related to um, our area, game design, um, and also something which, you know, as time goes on, it gets harder and harder for people to stay uh, on top of this as a, as a subject. And I think that's a, that is a, a failing we all share. So we wanted to give you some things that might help you think about this going forward. And so uh, we collected a couple of examples here. Um, first one is uh, blackgamedevs.com. Uh, this is a place that has um, uh, uh, listings of lots of uh, um, artists and developers and projects and studios that you can keep up to date so you can follow them, you can hire them, you can uh, uh, purchase uh, their products, their wares, uh, and support their work. Um, I should so check to see if I'm on that list. <laughs> <laughs> You're going to have to get on it, Stephen. Yeah. <laughs> but also, that's a good point, is um, uh, hopefully people who have never heard of this, uh, who want to be on that list, can, can find their way to that directory. So yeah. um, blackgamedevs.com. Um, also, a really common um, uh, a Twitter hashtag you'll see um, is uh, draw, hashtag drawingwellblack, uh, which is a great way to get exposure for uh, black artists um, in comics, in games, in animation. Um, and so we'll put a, an example or two of that in there, but uh, uh, take a, a peek at that hashtag to uh, get a look at some excellent work um, Very, and yeah. also share stuff uh, of yours if that's something for you um, and of course uh, we also want to make sure that we talk about um, again things that, that go beyond this current moment and um, a lot of this was uh, um, inspired by the death of George Floyd and we because he's a Minneapolitan um, and our neighbor we uh, have focused on that as well in the times that we've talked about it but other there have been other examples of black people killed by police and uh, one of those is uh, the story of uh, Breonna Taylor um, the story is particularly tra tragic. I encourage you to look into it. Um, but uh, there's a GoFundMe uh, to support um, uh, her family, um, and that uh, we'll put that link in the notes as well. Um, so you can check our show notes for those links and some more. And of course, we encourage you to to seek these out these things out for yourself. And and don't forget about this because we can all say Black Lives Matter, but let's keep saying Black Lives Matter. Uh, okay, organizing design organizing. documents. I was not told that. <laughs> we have Ellen on the show. Oh, then we I'm can fine actually then. be organized now. I'm just gonna uh, sit back and uh, witness the organizing. <laughs> okay, so the basic premise of the game is you're two architects who like work together, but are competing for pride or fame or something. Yeah, um, and you get this big client that wants a tower designed but like because you're competing for the credit you are fighting and also you only have one sheet of paper because you're cheap right you're uh, you're you're frank lloyd wright and you're like right angles and then you're frank gary and you're like no squiggles and like, <laughs> <laughs> yeah <laughs> exactly um so uh okay so Hmm. How do we? How okay? The, the the so the goal of the game as a player, yeah, you want to design this building such that you get the most credit, right? You want future generations to be like that's a building designed by this guy, and then somebody he was working with. Yes, right. <laughs> exactly. Yeah, <laughs> right. 
Uh, okay. Uh, how do you? Yeah. Okay. How? And then how do you? How do you like? How do you do that? We we discussed like <laughs> we're, we're discussed the drawing. Oh, now you ask aspect of it, <laughs> right? <laughs> like, I'm trying to figure out the best way to like frame it in this in this document so that like listeners can see what how or yeah yeah so um, in our whole there's uh your the goal um the scoring and the the actual battle mechanics right those those are kind yes. of our, is is those our three challenges here. I believe so. Or yeah. am I missing something? Uh, goal, battle mechanics, and scoring system. No, I, I think that tracks. Because okay. that's basically what you need in order to... Okay, mm-hmm. yeah. That, I feel like we're summarizing what we did in the first half of the show, but it's important because, especially on these episodes, we'll like, we have lots of ideas. And so <laughs> I, I'll listen back to them sometimes, and I'll be like, oh, it would have been interesting if we went in that direction instead. Yeah. Um, yeah. But it, it's important for us to like ne- focus in, and that's what we're doing now. Um, yes. Okay, so which of the first do we want to tackle? Uh, I think it. Hmm. Can you list them again? <laughs> <laughs> okay, so sort of the player motivation and goal, like what you want. Yeah. Yep. Um, yes. Then the mechanics by which you uh, uh, do it, but that's also how you just the fighting part, right? The how you right. uh, uh, achieve your goal, but also thwart the other's goal. The actual mm-hmm. actions you take, and then mm-hmm. the scoring system, uh, uh, which is maybe a traditional fighting game, which is like hit bar or health bars of a kind. Yeah. Um, or maybe I think what we've been de- describing more is some method by which the, the, the round is over, followed by a uh, drum roll and then a reveal. And so what that scoring system is, which I kind of it's not yeah. a super fighting game, but I like it. Um, yeah. It's almost it's almost boxing sort of like the so boxing is a lot of times determined by points. I don't understand right. boxing. And I'm very what, <laughs> what it's like. Is every punch count? I have no idea. Um, <laughs> but that seems to be more. So it's not super leaving the arena of fighting games but um, yeah anyway so those yeah, are the three which i yes. should have laid out quicker but <laughs> <laughs> it's fine uh i think that i think it makes sense to talk about the goals that the players <laughs> are going through first okay um and then we can build on from that yeah, so yeah, yeah. right so as a player i mean obviously we've laid out that you want to be the best architect or the most famous one for this tower right and yep. you um are doing that like in the way you're go ahead i was gonna say earlier we were talking about like oh i want lounges uh player two wants bathrooms but then or do we want it to be i want it to be uh modernist and i want it to be uh classical like uh, you know what i mean because either either could work but i don't know that they could well maybe they could both work i don't know depends on how multi-dimensional we want this to be i think i think it makes more sense to do it like modernist versus classical because There's, uh, if we're going to have a scoring system and a point system like that, I think it will be more interesting to like base them off of these kinds of themes, mm-hmm. like yeah. as characters. You're like right. if It'll I was more just, rewarding for for yeah. the players, yeah. Well, this and the for kind us of, to design it. <laughs> this is yeah. the kind of thing where like I feel like we'd we'd choose one, and then if we actually moved forward and developed it, we'd have to learn a lot more about architecture. <laughs> yes. <laughs> yeah. 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 Because. Yeah. I'm, I, you know, and this happens, I think this happens to me a lot because I'll just have an idea and I'll run with it. And then I'll start getting into it and be like, oh, wait, I completely misunderstood this. <laughs> so how do I, how do I revisit it? But for now, yeah, let's, I think that, I think that's more of a compelling idea than bathrooms versus lounges okay. is like battle between design. Yeah. That puts um, a bigger challenge on, movements. on, on it, but I, that's okay because we're not making it. So, yep. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Uh, all right. Well, that's good. So, so the goal for the player then is to make the most 
modernist, cubist. I don't, that's not a thing. Is that a thing for architects? I'm Googling it. Not if you want the building to stand up, right? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I suppose. But you know, like you want it to be the most, um, your philosophy. Yeah. Um, out of, out of all of the floors. Mm-hmm. Very gothic. You're, yeah, okay. you're the gothic architect. Yeah, so that's the goal yeah. we're doing here. And that kind of also means that, like, uh, there are uh, ultimately, like, four or five, you know, uh, that schools of thought that will be recognizable to players, uh, to lay people who, who want, yeah. you know what I mean, without having to get into a lot of the details. Um, yeah. Yes. Okay. So then the question there is, is do I know what style you're going for? I think like, as a like thematically, it would mean it'd be like I should always know what you want because yep. we, 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 you know. We're, but in terms of the making the game interesting, I don't. If I always know you're going to go for Greek columns, then how mu- how much of that yomi do, do, is required? Of well, that's that's why the scoring system comes into play because okay. I think if you get rewarded for multiple different things, then like. Maybe you, maybe you as a player want to go for three <laughs> columns because it gives you the most points. But um, you know your opponent is being is, has been able to you know beat those efforts in the past, and so you'll go for something different oh, okay, to okay. counteract that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, oh, that's, that's yeah. It was just it, yeah. you want, yeah. Because well, you just want to greet things, and you just got defeated by that, then like you can't do anything about it. Mm-hmm. Right. Yeah. Well, and like Greek. Greek columns is maybe an element of an architectural style, right? And I think this is where it, it can yeah. actually be like, the cool thing about it is like you can have you could have an architect persona for any like all of the major styles that are listed in this Wikipedia article that I found. Um, and <laughs> and along with each of those styles comes like your move set. And if you have like and now I'm gonna definitely misuse terms, even though I have got the Wikipedia article open in front of me. <laughs> Um, but like, if your style is classical, then your one of your moves can be cool column, Greek yeah. column, and you can just stick those columns but, out but there. If your style is postmodernist, then that column mm-hmm. services you as well. Yes, right. But you exactly. Just, but exactly. you want it to be like smooth and dumb looking because you can tell I don't like postmodernism. But <laughs> I can tell, yes. <laughs> but like postmodernism is like is this idea that like nothing is nothing is anything, and and so and it yeah. relies a lot on uh, classical style architecture reinterpreted in a contemporary way so there mm-hmm. are so if i'm a i'm a classicist if that's the word uh i want to to add uh, the certain kind of uh, uh, roofs or columns or details or or patterns but then if i'm a postmodernist, i can exploit the work of my classical uh, uh opponent to achieve my goals right yeah potentially yeah yeah if, if well, and like if i'm got a gothic uh architect and i want these big vaulted rooms then, but mm. then if I'm a modernist, I can be like, haha, they're actually made of concrete pillars. So I win. Right. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Oh, that's so that's cool. Because like what, what I'm hearing is like there are some different styles of moveset. So like, you know, you could have like uh, you could have um, one of your buttons is going to be like a destroy button yeah, that yeah. you has a really long cooldown. Um, so you can like knock down someone else's stuff, but it's got a really well, not knock down, but like you can like erase it from the paper. Yeah. Um, but it's got a really long cooldown. Another one might be like repurposed materials. And that would like someone puts in this, like their marble and you're like, nope, it's going to be steel. Yeah. Um, yeah. Cause I'm industrial, you know? So that could be like your B button. Yeah. Or whatever. Depending on what my opponent is, then I need, then my, some of my strategy, my offensive strategies versus disappointment become my defensive strategies versus that opponent. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Right. Mm-hmm. 
Yes. Oh man. Sound more and more like a fighting game. I love it so much. <laughs> Steven, is this the part of the episode where we like we we decide we actually want to make this? <laughs> I just yeah, had that was, moment. Literally yeah. every episode though. Yeah. <laughs> we can always sort I of just had that moment. the moment, yeah. <laughs> uh, um, okay, yeah, that's wonderful. I like that. Um What's good about this like too is that um mm. uh, because we're doing this blueprint, then you yeah. can't always see who's ahead based on the aesthetics, right? It's only yes. in the 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 judging in which you just which you learn how effective and so there's some there's some suspense there too which is yep. may, maybe yep. th that's an interesting mechanic it's not super fighting game but i like it about this yeah i mean even even in a fighting game like you can never really know who's in the lead until the, the round is over yeah yeah yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah unless you're playing against someone like me who just sucks so bad that it's very obvious <laughs> <laughs> well you know there's like who's there's losing <laughs> this sort of like collage style where it's like so again button you should I'm I'm turned around on this. Like we should we should mm. have a button mashing strategy that could win you against someone who's really good at this because otherwise it wouldn't be a fighting game. Yeah, <laughs> right. Like if, like a rustic yeah. folk style is going to have like these like steel girder structures, but also plywood walls, and then like you know uh uh, uh um uh like tin sign decorations or whatever. And someone who's going <laughs> for a more like a postmodernist uh, 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 solution might not realize that that with your little random additions, suddenly it's nothing like what they wanted and 100% what, what you wanted, right? Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I like that a lot. Um, <laughs> there would be one, well, this is like, this is getting potentially getting into interior design philosophy rather than architecture, uh -huh. um, but like, eclectic. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> well, if you're, if you're Frank Lloyd Wright, then you don't think there's a difference. Um, famously <laughs> yeah. designed the chairs for the buildings he built. And made the mm -hmm. made the owners agree to not move the furniture. Like wow. yeah. a lot of the furniture he built was built into the wall out of fear mm -hmm. that the owners would move it because he was oh, kind yeah. of a jerk. <laughs> yeah, sounds like it. <laughs> <laughs> okay, uh, yeah, okay. So that kind of sounds like our how you like fight. I guess it's yeah. like that's kind of the mechanics. Right. You, each each style, each uh, design philosophy for architecture has their own like button move uh, button things they can place down right and there's like just <laughs> a, there's like punch or whatever which is just like place yeah. a detail place but a then there's like a special something. move which is to turn this into something or whatever so yeah, yeah. and we don't need to necessarily list them but there's basic <clears throat> moves and special moves right yes. yeah yep. yeah and cool. basic moves would be really similar you know from player from yes, from yes. persona to persona from character to character mm -hmm. but like special moves would be really different and yeah yeah some of them yeah. would be wild and some of them would be really hard to pull off and some of them require a certain set of conditions before you can employ them, right? Yeah, yeah. Like, I don't know. There's got to be one. Like, there's got to be some architectural philosophy that's kind of like a mishmash. And mm -hmm. your special move could be like, "That was my idea." <laughs> right, right. It's not even just doing something. It's just like taking Stealing credit it. for random yeah. events. <laughs> Putting your initials on the blueprint. Yeah, like, mine. Yeah. So if we're, if this is blueprinting, now I'm starting to think a little bit about aesthetics, but like, yeah. it, if in our very weird architectural design firm, <laughs> we are drawing on paper, it's one sheet of paper, then maybe like each of your characters would have a different um, color and texture of writing utensil. Oh, I like that. So yes. like, then you could differentiate by color. Um, and also by like the the marks that you're making, and then if you're if you end up with that super with that special mover, it's yoink mine. Then it like changes the color and changes that to the to your writing utensil. Oh, so that's like, pretty good. That's pretty good. 
player one's writing kind of like in chalk and player two's got like a nice pen and something like that. Just making it easier to differentiate what's happening visually. Yeah. That is in yeah. the yeah. fight. Yeah. yeah. There's something to be said about like um not like needing to keep it in your head as a as a skill. But I like the idea of 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 having it marked and then being able to manipulate that uh, with special abilities. Mm-hmm. I like I like that quite a lot. Um, can make it a de- yeah. can make it an option actually. Like if you want to make it cr- crazy hard mode, like and you take off. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like in the difficulty setting, you take you take off. You can like remove the um, writing utensil differentiators and the color differentiators and just just black scribbles and. Yeah chaotic madness but you know this actually like things about like there are other ways you could expand the play styles of this so like what if you have uh two of the you know because you can play like um what ryu with uh with uh the normal colored gi and then the ryu with the purple colored gi or whatever so like you could <laughs> what if you mm-hmm. had like two of the same and then uh the 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 winner is who just had the most influence even though you're going for the same thing or something. Oh yeah. So like there could be mm. you have lots of different multiplicative ways to interact mm-hmm. with these kinds of mechanics, and one of those would be yeah. then you can't. It's harder to tell who did what if you're both using the same color pencil or something. Um, yeah. So again, pulling it from the Wikipedia article, I have yeah. you could have two Byzantine architects, <laughs> and whichever one of you Byzantine architects harder than the other is going to win that round. I don't know that. Is that a style where you just put doors everywhere? Uh, Let me click on it and find out. (laughs) Oh, no, we're going down the rabbit hole. (laughs) It just gave me more links. I don't know what I'm doing. I give up. This is scaring me. So one of the things, so thinking about like marking on a sheet, maybe one of the moves can be um, like just sketching a note, which is like um, uh, instead of actually changing the the plan, maybe a, a, uh, um, a faster move would be like note to contractor, uh, knock down this wall, <laughs> or like, or we yeah. changed our mind, like, and then that uh, maybe is easy to erace, but it requires effort from the from some, you know, what I mean, so there could be lots of different dimensions of like uh, how permanent your effects are, right? Yeah, um, and it kind of obscures your goal too, because like if you just write a note to knock down this wall, it at the at the big at in the in the moment it could appear like a wall yeah i suppose and then like at the, during the scoring thing that wall like disappears because like they knocked it down quote right unquote. but maybe so only that, if there's enough in the budget for revisions from the contractor so sure i'm not going to knock down the wall because uh it'll be easy to just th- put draw the wall back because it doesn't cost anything but if i put a note there then maybe that means that i need to make sure i save some but like so there could be different ways to do the same thing um, mm-hmm. Or it could be a feint, right? It could be I'm going to put a note here to knock down the wall so that it it takes up the other player's activity to to not only erase that note but think that I want that wall gone, but I don't actually want that wall yeah. gone, you know, or something. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Oh yeah, that's good. I like that too. Mm-hmm. Yeah, guys, I, I admit I didn't pay attention to that last exchange because I'm too busy reading about Byzantine architecture <laughs> in the columns. Well, I'm I'm uninterested in what we were talking about as well because I want to learn about Byzantine architecture. <laughs> Byzantine columns are quite varied, mostly developing from the classical Corinthian, but tending to have an even surface level with the ornamentation undercut with drills. <laughs> oh my goodness. Now, figure out how we're going to code that in. Yeah. <laughs> uh, I'm going to close this before I get myself in more trouble. <laughs> Good call. <laughs> it kind of sounds like we have an idea on how the scoring system should work anyways now, right? Like, uh, well, I guess we didn't like, detail it specifically. We have a, we have a general idea, I think. 
Yeah. Um, that might be enough. I don't think we might need... be enough for our purposes. Yeah. Um, mm-hmm. I think so. Okay. So do you want to, mm-hmm. maybe you can outline what you, what you think we've got uh, in that area? Well, oh, in terms of scoring? Yeah. It's not, I mean, you base you get scored based on how Byzantine or how, I guess, how <laughs> much philosophy is in your uh, drawing. And yeah. like specifically the way that we're scoring it would be like different properties of the, of the, the design. Um, get scored in different ways. Yeah. The way I was thinking of it was like everybody wants columns, but some people want more columns, some people want less columns, some people want different kinds of columns. Mm-hmm. Um, and things like that. Uh, but maybe that's not the direction we're going in. Uh, maybe it's more you each have your own unique things that like nobody else really wants. Um, yeah. You get scored based on that. Could, and I mean, maybe I'd that like is be just a, a, mix, property a mix of that. Right, mm-hmm. I think so, it's, yeah, it should be a mix of things because yeah. you're all you all want it. You all want the four walls, right? Yeah, and so uh, so that you all have to, uh, or you all the the two players need to right. both contribute to the creation of those four walls. Yes. But one one person wants floor to ceiling, uh, triple pane glass, and one wants it as you know, um, like brick, and so. Yeah. Um, mm-hmm. yeah. 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 And then, but at the same time, then there are some things that are unique to your style that may be a little hard to achieve. But maybe if you get that thing you wanted in the corner, it's uh, the other player can either work to get rid of it or work to get something of their own uh, instead. So then you have choices mm-hmm. as to how to combat because you're going for influence ultimately, not necessarily destruction, like or or, or total domination, right? Right. Um, but like a fighting game, if you have a fl- you can have a flawless game. Where it's mm-hmm. where you you suffer no uh, uh, hit on your influence, and it's all your influence, right? That would be a perfect fighting match. But most yeah. matches should be both are bruised heavily. So whatever building you come up with, it will not make it into a textbook. <laughs> no, yeah. it would be terrible, <laughs> right? It's going to cre- be credited to one more than the other, but it's not going to be great. <laughs> yes, <laughs> so you're both come away bloodied in a in a metaphorical sense. <laughs> yeah okay uh-huh. uh, I think that makes sense yeah it should be a mix definitely should be a mix of things um, definitely should but yeah I, I guess I'm having a hard time like putting it on the paper yeah I think that part of the reason we're having a difficult time is we reached a point where like we actually would need to test some ideas yeah we have to right. start building like, it yeah in the mind space before we can actually say, well, yeah, okay, the scoring is going to need to have this kind of structure because here we have these two personas that we, or two characters that we've made and we, these are the movesets that we've used. So like, you know, I think we're at the point where we can't really think it through anymore. We have to start testing it through. Yeah. Sure. Yeah. Like just like right. what's worth how many points and how, how do you. Yeah. Uh, we're not going to be able to figure yeah. that kind of stuff out. No, no, so no. I, are we, are so we ready to call this one, uh, totally perfect and then be done with it <laughs> yes <laughs> the only thing i could think of maybe doing next is like coming up with move sets for a couple characters yeah yeah we could do that so do we want to have them be like famous architects from history in each of these styles we want to invent new characters of our own how do we want to handle that yeah i think uh i think you know we've settled on it seems like we've settled on through conversation and and um healthy non-fighting debate that uh we want to go towards like different architectural styles. Yeah. I think each of those architectural styles could be represented by a character. Mm-hmm. I yeah. don't know if we want to pull them from from real architects from history explicitly because I think that is going to be concerning in a couple of ways. One, 
formal like formal architecture isn't particularly diverse. Oh, yeah. Um, yes. <laughs> Very true. Right. <laughs> you see photos of all these architects, and you could just shuffle them up. <laughs> they all kind of look the same well right in my mind they're all like gray busts of dudes with curly hair and marble that's not accurate but like yeah. that's how I'm it's not far it. off like <laughs> <laughs> um but like so i think we'd want to we'd want to make sure our characters are they're people right from the real world yes yes we want to be aspirational in a in, in a sense that like uh, because the point of this perhaps would be to get people interested in architecture and like, uh, we don't want to lead with a with a bummer of of of, of, of a bummer historical fact, right? Yeah. Right, right. Um, I think we can have total. I think we can and probably should reference real art- architects in like yeah. the 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 material in the game, um, for sure. Right. We don't want to hide from that fact. We almost, it, if possible, maybe even confront it. Yeah, we should confront it. Mm-hmm. That's yeah. for like when you actually start writing. Yeah. Um, yeah, I guess. Uh, but the other thing too is if we if we create our own characters, we could also create our own architectural styles. I like this. Yeah. Which should be cool. You could make an architectural style based on cats. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know, man. Like, this is but the kind of thing that you should be thinking about now in, in your design process. It's not yeah. something that, like, right, you should only, right. you know, it's yeah, not you, something you should be thinking about as your mood board. This is like, it has design implications. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and I think it's probably too common that you don't think about it until it's too, until you've until it's too late to make it a, a core of your design, right? Yeah. Uh, you, you, can't, um, you can't patch it in later, right? It, it, you'll be making choices that prevent you from uh, uh, handling it in a way that's sort of mature and, and, and nuanced. Um, yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. So for sure. Okay, so, um, uh, yeah, and, you know, like I said, there's, like, there's actual practical benefits, which is that we get to do a lot more creative work, ultimately. Which is sort of what we kind of want out of this. So yeah, that's good. Okay, so we have a solid kind of like the thing that's great about this design document is like we have a bunch of really great pillars, and then we get just detailed enough that we could really start working on this. Um, Yeah, there's almost nothing that, and then anything we work on, we can we have something to reference to know if we're doing it the way we wanted to or not. That's that is like some of the even though it's pretty loosey goosey here the way that we've written it out. That's what a good design document needs. Your dogs agree? My dogs agree. <laughs> I was trying to be quiet so we didn't have to edit it. I don't know what to do about this. <laughs> it's fine. Well, how about we end okay. the show? Does that sound good? <laughs> <laughs> I'm dying here. That's our show. Check out our website, nicegames.club, for show notes and links to resources on today's topic. If you like this episode, give us a review on your favorite podcast app and tell all your friends. Independent podcasts like ours rely on word of mouth to grow. We love hearing from our listeners. For a quick way to give us feedback on the show, head over to nicegames.club slash feedback and fill out a short little form. You can also get in touch with your nice host on Twitter at Nice Games Club, where we tweet about game dev resources and resources for racial justice. Or you can email us through contact at nicegames.club. Ask us questions, suggest topics, or just say hello. So until we start again, remember to play nice and make nice.
Okay. Well, yeah, you seem to know more the most about architecture out of all of us, even though I work for an architecture, architecture firm. <laughs> I mean, I'm an enthusiast, so I've read a lot of Wikipedia articles. That's that's as best ah. as I can offer. He doesn't just mean an architecture enthusiast. He's a Wikipedia enthusiast. <laughs> Local polymath, Mark LaCroix.